everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Kaylee. I'm your host, Kaylee Dickerson. I want to invite you to come have coffee with me and my friends. Join us as we catch up, open up, and have conversations for the soul. Today, we have my friend and pastor, Alex Seely here. She and her husband, Henry, pastor our church here in Nashville called The Belonging Company. It's a non-denominational church that we've been at for probably six or seven years now. I'm not even sure. Uh, We just love it. We love them. And so I can't wait for you to get to know her. This podcast is brought to you by Simplified. Emily Lay was a busy, overwhelmed mom who desired to find a tool to help her keep it all together. In a digital world where she was trying to do it all and dings and buzzes are constantly controlling our attention, she made a decision to do life different and she founded Simplified. Simplified's mission is to inspire and equip women with the tools they need to simplify their lives. Their cornerstone product, the Simplified Planner, my personal favorite, has changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of women all around the world with its minimal and meaningful pages. There are no extra boxes or checks to fill out on each page, so each day truly feels like a fresh start. Simplified believes that mess is better on paper than in your head, and the Simplified Planner is the perfect place to get everything out of your head and onto paper, so you can spend more time thinking about the things that really matter. If you're not a paper planner person, Simplified has tons of other beautiful products that will help simplify your life too. Think notepads, baby books, art prints, journals, and so much more. To see everything Simplified has to offer and to start living a simplified life today, head to emilylay.com and use my code Kaylee15 for 15% off your purchase at Simplified. Again, that's emilylay.com and my code is Kaylee15. So, welcome to Coffee with Kaylee. I am so excited about this guest, you guys. You have no idea who is gracing your screens, your ears, your car, wherever you are. Pastor Alex Seeley, I adore you. I adore you. I love you, and I love this, and I'm so, so, so excited for you Uh, launching this podcast. How do you take your coffee? I I love a latte. Ooh. And it's just straight. Almond milk and coffee. There are no sweeteners. There yep. are no sugars. There is nothing. It's just latte. Have you tried the oat milk latte? No. Ooh. Oh, no, I, I tell a lie. I've made an oat milk <laughs> You heard it here first, guys, everybody. I've not had an oat milk <laughs> latte out. Like I... I um, but I don't really love oat milk. Okay, okay. So that's the thing. See, so, almond milk when it gets hot to me, it's it's a little like bitter. Oh, oat milk is okay. worse for you. Don't develop a taste for it. It's oh, worse. Oh, okay. It's like double oh, the cows and really? all really because it's oats. Oh, so it's like carbs and like <laughs> almonds are just like almonds. <laughs> You know, yeah, almonds are what you have when you're on a diet. Yeah, right. But even now, though, I think all the it's things so I'm good. putting in these, all these things. Yeah, that's true. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. So uh, we've been at your church now since 2015, I think, oh like gosh. six years probably. And I don't even know if you know this story, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about all kinds of things here today. We both grew up in the church. Yeah. pastor's kid pastor's sister yeah. so like we both grew up pastor's kids yeah. so we've had a lot of church hurt a lot of yeah. we were chronic church planters yeah. we were always like well we serve the church that's what we do like used and abused in a couple places and um finally we had started enough churches and i had three dreams about leaving and i was like what's this about and finally my last dream and i looked it up it was july something 2015 there was a wolf running along the fence and I told Russell and I was like in the dream, I was telling my brother, we were leaving this other church and I saw the wolf and I told Russell and he was like, 
because we were like, let's maybe church shop. Let's like look yeah. around. Let's see. And I had that dream and he was like, we're not looking around. He was like, we're leaving this church. We're telling him on Saturday. We're tithing to the belonging on Tuesday. Wow. We had never even been. Oh, because I was just going to say, how did you know that we, you were going there? Well, because y'all were meeting on Tuesdays yep. and we knew like God was calling us to the industry. And I was like, how is this going to work? How are we going to, we're gone every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so we had friends there. We knew it was a healthy place. And so literally tithed on Tuesday, went on Tuesday and we were asked on tour that week and we were gone every Sunday, I think for the next like five years. Oh my yeah. good. I'm like, I've never told you any of these stories. So I'm actually you really excited. Not. We always do like group hangs. So like we tell stories, yes. but like not, <laughs> the, not the nitty things. gritty. Like she doesn't know any of these. So I'm excited for you guys wow. to hear these with her. Yeah. I, um, and that makes it actually makes me want to cry because um. Because it was the heartbeat of why we wanted to do it Tuesday nights is to bless those that are in the industry pouring out that are Christians. Yeah. Whether you're doing secular music or Christian music, it doesn't matter. You're a you're a voice piece that needs to be out there, but there was no church home for people who toured. No. We couldn't believe it. And we were like, is anyone noticing what we're noticing? Yes. Why is this? And so for that, the fact that it sustained you for five years. I have chills just just, talking about it. It it says, okay, my work here is done. Yeah. I'm like, I'm teary (laughs) thinking about it, just how healing it was for us. And even Henry, every single week we were there, the first like eight weeks, probably he was like, if you've been serving in the church and you need a break, stop. Yes. Come here, rest. Yes. And we did. And we did it for the honestly, probably a little too long. Like we, we, we were like, we need to be serving. We were so exhausted. Like we had something Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Wednesday morning. And I was like, how are we going to leave on Wednesday nights and tour and be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come back, do it again on Sunday. I was like, this is not sustainable. No. And, and y'all were always like, come here, fill up to be sent out. Yes. And one of the very first visions I had, which I didn't know anything about the belonging's name. And I want you to explain that. Yeah. I remember I was in the back left of rocket town and all of a sudden I I saw the walls fall during worship. I had this vision. I saw the walls fall and we were all marching towards downtown like an army. Wow. And then maybe a week or two later, maybe it was even that same day you explained what belonging company means. And I was like, Oh my word. I just saw it. I literally just saw it before I even knew. That's incredible. That just shows you when something is God given, Mm. it translates. And Mm. so you already were resonating in the spirit a hundred percent to what was actually happening in the natural. And that whole name was so a gift for us. It wasn't even, we didn't even name it. I mean, I think that is probably how much it's God, because yeah. I was wrestling uh, very much like you came out of a season of absolute church overkill. Yeah. I'm just going to call it overkill because that's a was, good way to put it. It was, it, I loved it, but it was too much and it was not put in the right priority. So you felt overwhelmed. You felt exacerbated and, and a little used, like you became a commodity rather than a a human. And that's, you know, what can you do for us rather than who, how are you going? You know, and I felt like everything was flipped. And so when I came to America, I was 
the first person to probably ever deconstruct the church back in 2012, but I never deconstructed Jesus. And I think this is what you can't do. You can't deconstruct Jesus when you're looking at an imperfect world trying to actually fulfill the Great Commission. I think we're making such grandiose judgments on the church when it's not Jesus, mm-hmm. okay? None yes. of us are going to be like Jesus. No one's perfect. But anyway, I was in that space where Jesus was like, don't hate my bride because I can feel you growing resentment and hate towards my bride. So why don't you become the bride I'm coming back for? Wow. And so when we had the basement and we didn't know what to call it, we came into that, oh, well, what do we call it? And I remember I was in the scriptures going, so God, how did you choose how did you choose your church? Like, how did you choose your 12 disciples? And there was just like this epiphany to me where he chose 12 men who he allowed belong to him before they even believed that he was the son of God. So good. So like he had people that were not the highest scholars. They weren't the, you know, the upcoming rabbi. They were fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were doctors. They were farmers they were all the things that you would go that is not good preparation (laughs) for the church and yet he pulls them in 12 of them and he says hey you belong to me you Mm -hmm. just don't know it yet and you're going to realize it and I felt this huge thing of like the Lord saying we've got it all wrong we say believe then you belong yeah but I say you belong before you even believe he is our father God and we're his kids and he says you're my children whether you like it or not, you're just not aware of it yet. Yeah. So that whole belonging, but then the company of the army that fights yeah. together and breaks bread together. Are you kidding me? This is like the dream. Yes. Because I didn't, I didn't, everyone thinks company and they're like a business. Yeah. But no, like a company is our soldiers and they, yeah. and what does it say? It says they fight beside each other yeah. and they break bread together. Yeah, literally they fight together in war and yet they can break bread together. And that's what a true soldier and a true company of soldiers does. So we fight the fight of faith together yes. as a church, but we sit and how do, how is church real? And beautiful. It's when you can sit down and break bread with somebody mm-hmm. and actually be in relationship. It's not the consumer mindset of I come in, I listen to a speaker who I don't even know, and then I walk out exactly yeah. the same. That's entertainment to me. Yeah. That's not the church. Yeah. I have so many thoughts, so many rabbit trails I want to go on. One of those is one of my favorite things about Jesus is if you were going to pick people to start a religion, right? You would not have picked these people like they were nothing special, like what you said. And truly, if you were going to pick someone, you wouldn't let the very first evangelist to say that Jesus is risen to be a woman. Hundred back in the day, you just wouldn't have done that. No, they'd be like, well, no one cares what a woman has to say. Their account meant nothing. Exactly. So I just love this about God. And I really want you to share on being a female leader because growing up, I, I was probably on the path of, I could be, I would love to pastor. Yeah. It's my heart. I love taking taking (laughs) taking people in and I just love, you have a shepherd's heart. Yeah. And helping people find Jesus and create a hunger for Jesus and all of those things. But I was told my whole life that I was not allowed to speak. And so I, I really just didn't choose that path truthfully because I didn't think I could. Yeah. And I love your voice. And I think, I don't know if you hear this, I'm sure you do, but 
people who speak about women in leadership or whatever, they will always say, but Alex, have you heard Alex Seeley? You can't tell me that woman isn't filled with the spirit to preach Wow! because it is so powerful. You are so incredible. And the concept that you would be silenced, like makes me so upset because the spirit of God falls on all flesh and the spirit of God is on you and has anointed you. And we're just honored to be under that umbrella. But if you can just expand, expand, yeah. expand, expand for us. English. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's such a good point. It was so funny because I just did an Instagram live just saying I'm going to be off social media for 21 days. And this one guy goes, you're not a pastor. You can't speak according to scripture. And everyone, you should have seen everyone on there is like defending me. Yes. And I just said, hey, everyone, we need to calm down. This is not what this is about. Yeah. I said, and young man, I just want to encourage you, just like I want to encourage the listeners today that, you know, there are two scriptures in the Bible that sound really harsh towards women, like women cannot speak in church. Right. And women aren't supposed to have that position over men or, but you have to look at things contextually and you have to look at the whole canon of scripture before you can build a doctrine on two verses. Yes. You can never build an entire doctrine on two verses. It has to resonate throughout scripture and you have to look at the totality of scripture to see, and to your point, Jesus came to emancipate women in the New Testament. The way he respects women right? throughout the New Testament is, which to us seems normal. Yeah. But back then, the way he to speak to a woman, to speak to a yes. single woman, that was unheard of. Yeah, to speak and give dignity to a sinful woman, Yeah, to a broken woman, to a uh, people. Literally, he got totally maligned for being around women who would probably prostitutes. Or had, you know, multiple husbands. And back then, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yet he came to bring life and healing. And so if you look at his ministry, he had women supporting him. But then in the early church, you've got women leading house groups with their husbands. And you've got women in the Old Testament who were leaders, in, so you you can't base these two scriptures that Paul's talking about, which contextually, if you look at those areas in those regions at that time, the pagan religions would honor women to the like it was off, like yeah. it was like they would worship women, you know, uh, Greek goddesses, all those right. sorts of things. So he was trying to bring that normalcy and understanding of okay, this is a woman's place in the church. This is a woman here, not in its totality. Otherwise, Priscilla and Aquila, who Paul worked alongside with in ministry, Priscilla would not have been allowed to speak, but she was a leader. And then there's actually many, 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 many other women that are mentioned in Scripture as well. But this is what I often say to people. You'll know them by their fruit. Yeah. And if a woman is preaching or teaching, and it's the true Word of God, Lives are getting changed. Souls are getting saved. People are being delivered. What is so wrong with that? Yes. What yes. is wrong with yes. that? Because yes. you've got yes. to look at fruit. Yep. If women were damaging people, absolutely. Yeah. But women are not damaging people. No. Y'all were so healing to us. And and I, I love that. I always describe our church by saying, I love that I can't tell where you begin and Henry ends. Wow. Like 
it's just so fluid. The whole thing is it's a family. Yes. And I love this about y'all too. Like when, when things get tough in the world, you sit us down, the two of you sit in front of the church yep. and you're like, we're going to talk as a family, yes. mom and dad, yeah. we're sitting here. We're going to be honest. We're going to be open. Yeah. And I think coming from places that you saw behind the curtain and honestly, confession, I kept waiting for some shoe to drop because I was like, <laughs> they cannot possibly be this great. Truly. Like, and so we kept a distance for like a while because I mean, we got closer in the last few years, yeah. but a, I know how much is on pastors and how much pressure and people wanting to be your best friend. And, and I was like, we're not going to, we're not going to do that to them. Yep. We don't need to be close to them to be close to God. Yep. That's Which very good point. So that's the people in the back. <laughs> you don't have to be close to your pastors because it, it's a generational thing yeah. too. You know, like my parents were like, well, let's go meet them after church. I was like, let's not. <laughs> Why does it matter? And you know, and they're like, well, they should know that you go here. And I was like, they don't need to know I go here. It's okay. Jesus knows I go here. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like we'll be friends eventually if the good Lord yeah. allows it. And he has, yeah. and we love y'all so I much. Love you and guys. I just truly, we kept a distance yeah. being like, I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know if there's something about them. I don't like, because I am experiencing things. I am having visions. I am like, God is so real and tangible in this house. So I knew honestly, there couldn't have been something, but yeah, I was afraid yeah, and I was afraid. You're, you're not the only one. Yeah, and I think that's probably our greatest compliment hmm. is not that we're great preachers. It's not that, you know, the worship is all that jazz. It's, it is, though. It, it is all that great. But I think the greatest compliment and the thing that I will be vigilant to protect is the health yep. of our staff, our team, our servant leaders, the, the entire church. Now, you will have negative people throw a thing out because they've been disappointed in some way, or but it's a minority and yeah. it's normally through people's filter that they see things differently. Yes. But if you have to look as a whole, you look at the majority and you look over consistently over eight years, Yeah, I go, there's good fruit. 100%. And so I peel back. I, I want people to actually have a thing of peeling back the curtain. I, in fact, I said to my husband, we should do a podcast of what's behind the curtain Yes, at The Belonging Curtain. Yes. Because... That's the most important, that's the heartbeat of every church and it's what flows out mm -hmm. and makes it healthy. Yeah. It's not perfect. Just remember that. No, no one, nothing is. Real quick, I'm interrupting my combo with Alex to tell you about Crew, one of our incredible partners. They are one of my favorite organizations as their mission is to get Bibles into the hands of people all across the globe. Imagine not being able to access a Bible or being able to afford one, or let alone not being able to have one. That is the reality for so many people around the world. This is why I love that I get to partner with Crew. They're one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles all around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus to the masses. How incredible is that? But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. Simply text COFFEE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text COFFEE to 71326, that's C-O-F-F-E-E -E, to 71326 to help now or visit slash coffee with Kaylee. Now back to Alex. Going back to the worship situation, one of my favorite things about our church is, yes, people can walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, it's Carrie Job. It's Natalie Grant. It's 
whatever. And Russell now plays guitar, yes. which is very cute. <laughs> it's that these people aren't there for their opportunity. Yeah. Which you could walk in and it looks like a show, right? It's beautiful. It's yep. aesthetic. We care about yep. aesthetic here. Yep. I care about aesthetic. You care about aesthetic. Yes. But like the reality is our lighting guy does lights at church. Yes. Our guitar player plays guitar at church. Yes. They do this for a living. They are excellent in their field. So what if they came in and did less than they do for Russell's show? Exactly. For the Lord. I was like, well, this makes perfect sense to me. Exactly. But I understand why someone could walk in and be like, well, this seems showy, but it's truly not. And it's not their, the worship leader's chance to be discovered in Nashville or get a record deal. Like it's their true place of worship where they, yes, they do that for a living. Yeah. But this is where they come to like lay down their life. And the number of times I've seen Natalie Grant on her face oh, yeah. at the front of church, yeah. your bestie, which yes, I love how much y'all, how close y'all are. Do you have matching tattoos, by the way? Well, yeah, she's got a bigger cross. She, okay. I, she saw mine and then she went and got a bigger script. But then we went and got tattoos again the other week. We're so ridiculous because we hadn't talked about this. I got H for Henry, my husband. Yeah. And then she had Bernie sign BH and put BH. And I was like, who are we? Wait, independent of each other? Independent of each other. What? Okay, that's really we cute. We really are like the same person. Yeah, soul sisters. It's very much. Even I love it. We grew up in different continents. We had very parallel universe yeah. lives. Except I'm not a singer, of course, but, you know, just hey, how. I've gro- heard you sing. It's pretty good. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's our upbringing. You know, we just yeah. have so many similar things. But anyway, that's beside the point. But yes, we le- they leave their name at the door because yep. they're here for Jesus. The only name worth worshipping in that house yes. is Jesus. Come on with it's it. Ju- and that's how. You know, our um, manifesto at the end of it is Jesus over everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a cliche. It's if Jesus doesn't show up, Kaylee, I don't want to be there. No. Yeah. I'm not, my words aren't good enough. Our yep. worship's not good enough. Nothing is going to change yeah. lives except for the power of Jesus. Yep. So if we're not ushering that in, then let's all shut up shop and go watch Russell's show because he's <laughs> right. a lot more entertaining than we are. <laughs> I just love it. And I love that y'all believe in what we do too. That like you equip us to go out. Yeah. And like David played and Saul was healed. Yes. Like, yes, he's not doing Christian music, but every time we go out, we look at that crowd and know what he's doing is healing people. And I got this message the other day from some girl who she has like some terminal illness and she came to the show. It was like, she was like, it made me realize I want to do these things before. And I, I was so filled with hope reading her message because I was like, she doesn't even know yeah, that like she might've got healed that night, That's right? you know? And y'all just equip us to do that. Like we've been in other churches that they're like, Hey, have you thought about doing gospel music? Have you thought about doing Christian music? And we're like, that's just not our, it's not our lane. It is. We're Christians. There's no such thing as secular music No, for us because it has God in it. That's right. So there is music without God in it. Yeah. Well, they're, but, but that's they're, not ours. But they're antichrist right. people who right. don't like God. Right. And so yeah. they're going to make music according to their belief system. And yeah. I think as a carrier of the presence of God, a Christian, right, that's what we are. We're mm-hmm. followers of Christ. We should be in every place, whether it's dark or light, yes. bringing the light within yep. us. And I think what happened somewhere along the way, we vacated our responsibility in the secular marketplace. Yep. And all went Christian and went, well, but what about the Christian people that need to be in these to to, to spew out positive things yep. rather than negative things to be a healer yep. or a hope 
uh, you know, professor rather than the Debbie Downer or the person that's always, I, I think we've missed the mark that if to be a Christian, you have to do Christian things. No, you're a Christian. So wherever you walk, there's light. Yes. So and be that. Man. Yep. For goodness sake. And I, honestly, we couldn't be more proud with people like you. And then there's Maggie and Lauren yeah. all going out into these spaces. But our job is to equip you guys so that you're full of yeah. light so that then you can spread that yeah. rather than feel like you're depleted because yeah. it's the dark world out there. For sure. And and that, I don't remember who said it, maybe y'all, it was talking about don't be a thermostat, uh, a thermometer, be a yes. thermostat. Yeah. And you can walk into a lot of rooms and I have, I've walked into lots of places. I'm like, yeah. oh, this feels dark. Yeah. And I'll just walk around, start praying in the That's spirit right. all over the place. <laughs> I'm just like praying That's under right. my breath. And it shifts. Yes. I'm like, what? Wh- who is doing this? Why aren't we doing this? Like, right. there are people in this room that are being affected by that's right. whatever spirit is on this. I was like, we have authority over that. Absolutely. And I would love for you to expand on just Holy Spirit for yeah. so many people. Because how we grew up, I grew up Presbyterian. Yeah. Russell grew up Southern Baptist. Yeah. So there was like God, Jesus, and like the weird uncle, you know, called Holy Spirit. And it was like, well, we don't really want to introduce too much. You might lose control mm-hmm. of the church. Or like mm-hmm. direct quotes I've heard mm-hmm. out of pastor's mouths before. Oh, yeah. And honestly, it all just carry Holy Spirit and not in a weird, crazy way. Not in like people falling out in places, nothing. And I, I experienced that as a missions photographer for like two years. I worked for Daniela's dad. Yes. And we went everywhere and that was where yeah. I first experienced some of this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. And I did see people yes. pass out. And yeah. but I saw them hit their head in a way you wouldn't do if you were faking it. And you would be injured. Yeah. I was like, are they okay? Like I would walk up, start praying over, they would just fall. And I was like, okay. And I'm like lowering these youth kids yeah. in Europe yeah. to the floor. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, but okay. And yeah. and I, I never really was anti. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of people who are and don't. Yeah. But of all the things, the one unforgivable sin, I'm like, this is where I always come back to. I'm like, the one unforgivable sin is blaspheming Holy Spirit. So if there's one thing you're going to hang your doctrine on, I wouldn't hang it on being anti Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. No. I do not understand where people are going with that idea. I I was just kind of like, all right, I don't know. Hands are out. Well, you've got to understand that Holy Spirit, Father, Son have been together since. Well, yeah. there was no beginning. Yeah. They've been together. It's it's one and three. Mm. And, and we talk about a triune God. And they were together when they formed the earth, when they formed man. They have been together. So when Jesus came to be our Savior, and that's what he is. I mean, the one who saves us is Jesus. Mm. It's amazing because it's the Holy Spirit that draws us. Yeah, uh, It's Jesus that saves us. And then we're positioned in heavenly places because of the blood of Jesus, what he did on the cross. But it's the Holy Spirit that draws you. And then it's the Holy Spirit that empowers you to live righteously. So how can we live without that peace? Now, when you get saved, you receive all of it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But Jesus would not have said, I have to go back home. I've got to go back to heaven because my work here is done. My part was atonement. My blood was the only thing that could make you whole. Now, I've got to go back because that's done. But there's one coming, mm. Holy Spirit, that you need. Yeah. Like I'm sending you the gift of gifts because if you think you can do this life without Holy Spirit, 
I am God made flesh and I couldn't live without Holy Spirit. Wow. So you got to think about that. When Jesus was 30, he was baptized in water. It said the Holy Spirit descended on him. And then he was unlocked into his ministry. Then he said to his disciples, now I'm about to go. I don't need you leaving and moving anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes on you. Yes. Because that power that needs to come on you is for active service. And you can't do this in your own strength. Yep. I saved you, but the Holy Spirit's going to empower you. And wouldn't it just be like the enemy to snuff out the power source? Yes of what made Jesus so remarkable on earth, the enemy's like, let's just tuck Holy Spirit in a corner and in a little box because you said the key word, we don't want to be out of control. Mm -hmm. But I've learned that on our best day, we don't know how to navigate a person's life. But the Holy Spirit, if you yield control to him, he is not weird. He is not wacky. But you (laughs) know what? I have seen a lot of weird and wacky. Yeah. But you know what? I'm mature enough to say, well, they may be faking it, but doesn't make it fake. Yes. And so you've just got to learn. We'll get right back to our conversation after I tell you about one of our sponsors, Stephanie May Wilson. You may know Stephanie as one of the hosts of the Girls' Night podcast and the author of The Lipstick Gospel. I know her as my friend. She's an amazing woman whose passion is to help other women thrive in their most important relationships. Recently, Stephanie released a beautiful new prayer journal called The Between Places, 100 Days to Trusting God When You Don't Know What's Next. And it's perfect for any woman who is navigating any sort of uncertainty about her future. It's for the woman who's single and wondering if she's ever going to find her person, and for the woman who's dating someone and wondering if they have found the one. It's for the woman who's worked in the same career for several years now, which has left her absolutely sure this is not what she wants to do for the rest of her life. Which brings up the question, what does she want to do? For the woman who's wondering if she's ready to have a baby, and also for the woman who's trying to grow her family and finding it can be so much harder than we imagine. It's also for the woman who's just feeling the weight of uncertainty in this season of life that we're all in right now. Feeling like the whole world is turned upside down, taking your plans and any sense of security right along with it. Through 100 guided prayer prompts, the Between Places will help you live today with more contentment, step into the future with more courage and faith, and rest in God's peace knowing that He's with you every step of the way. To pick up a copy of this beautiful keepsake journal, just head to stephaniemaywilson.com, and if you use the promo code Kaylee, it'll give you 15% off. Again, that's stephaniemaywilson.com, and the promo code for 15% off is Kaylee. So yeah, I've seen the weird... And the wacky. Yes. I've seen. Same. And I understand why people freak out. And that's why I was determined. I said to the Holy Spirit, actually, when we were here, I was like, Lord, when we bring the Holy Spirit to the belonging, it needs to be so you that no one can question it. And so the night that Holy Spirit kind of unleashed at Rocket Town, my daughter was 11 years of age and she was sitting on the front row during worship. And then I came up to transition the meeting out of worship into the sermon. And I had this sermon prepared. Can't tell you what it was, but I had a sermon prepared. Well, all of a sudden, I hear to my left this groaning, like this crying. And it was almost like like distracting me because I was like, who is groaning? Like, yes. so I kind of look politely over to my left, and it's actually my 11-year-old daughter prostrate on the floor, weeping, but like, from the gut. Yeah, just yeah. Weak. And I was like, Oof, I've been so there. just pulled Henry to go talk to her. She And all she's doing is 
speaking in her prayer language. No one had prayed for her. She hadn't asked for it, but she starts uttering this prayer language. So I get her up on stage because I feel the Holy Spirit say she needs to testify because out of the mouth of babies, they don't fake it. Kids don't fake it. And she's overcome with emotion. And she starts to tell the church what just took place in her life. And she's telling them that Holy Spirit's real. She goes, I didn't even ask for it, but I just felt this warm, Mm. you know, liquid like come over my body. And then I just started to speak in my prayer language. And I was so overcome by his power that I had to fall down. And then she said, if you want it, he's here for you. Well, 60 people run out to the altar and they all get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's things like that or it's times like that where I just, again, am overwhelmed by God saying, if you just get out of the way, be sensitive to move where I'm moving, I'll change people's lives. And it wasn't weird. It wasn't wacky. And it just set that trajectory of our church being spirit-led. Everyone talks about the belonging being spirit-led. All it is is being able to listen because he's God. He's yeah. part of the Godhead, and he's like, hey, I'm going to move this way today. Mm. Or actually, it's the best. someone needs to hear this today, and it unlocks things. Yeah, it does. My experience with that, too, I learned about it. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. You're supposed to have a translator and all of the scriptures and blah, blah. Yeah, like if you're preaching on stage, of course, 100%. I, and if I was the only one speaking in tongues yeah. for a group of people, yeah. yes, I would need an yeah. interpreter. Yeah. And we used to have that back in the day. I don't know why that that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I don't think we give it time. And also we're not talking about it, but when I'm in my prayer language yeah. with it in a prayer meeting and yeah. there's a hundred of us doing it, we don't need the interpretation yeah. for that. No, exactly. And I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I first encountered it and I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this in faith because Paul says, I pray that you all pray yes. in the spirit. I pray in the spirit more than all of y'all, mm-hmm. all of y'all. That's the Southern translation. <laughs> But and and I pray and I pray in my language, prayer language, and then I pray in tongues and they pray in my understanding, pray. And that's, and I was like, okay, I'll just try that. And honestly, when I experienced this for the first time, Russell and I had broken up Wow! just after college. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I am so tired of praying the same prayer of if he is your will, bring him back. If he is not, keep him away. If he is your will, bring him back. But I, I knew I had to warfare for it, but I was tired of saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll just try this. It says that Holy Spirit is interceding the will of God mm-hmm. into my life. So that's all I want. Yes. So I'm just going to try it. And I would put on music because I was too distracted yeah. by what I was saying. Yeah. And I I did it for a little, little while. And then one night I woke myself up doing it in my sleep. Wow. And I was like, okay, it's this real. is real. My spirit was interceding in that's my right. sleep. That's right. And I was like, okay. And yeah. so I never looked back. And yeah, it's weird. I don't, a lot of you are finding this out for the first time that Russ and I actually pray in the spirit <laughs> because it's not something, it's not no. something we talk about. It's, no. it's, you know, you don't want people thinking you're nuts. Exactly. And I'm like, but this is the greatest gift, It is, you know, and it's more of a one-on-one conversation that we'll have with friends and be like, Hey, have you ever tried this? Yes. You know, it's not like an Instagram live. Yes. <laughs> no. Hey guys. Um, <laughs> but it changed my life. Yeah. I mean, it changed both of our lives yeah. and I will never go back. Yeah. I'm like, I've seen too much fruit at this point yeah. to know yeah. that it's effective. It is way more effective. Totally. Someone explained it. They were like, it's, you can pray with like a saw and cut down your tree or you can take a chainsaw. That's right. 
And it really feels like that. Yeah. It's It's like, it's like, it's yeah. Power, like hooking up to a machine that is way more effective than me. And, and I truly, but you also have to be in a place where you're like, God, I want your will in my life in every area. And that's, you have to be, it's the ultimate in submission. Exactly. It really is. And it is putting him in control of your life. And that, I think this is where a lot of people just, because the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, right? Yeah. All of that. The nine fruits, right? So if that's the outworking that should be evident in your life. Yeah. But people just focus on, oh, the speaking in tongues is so weird. But that's to edify yourself. Yeah. That's to get connected yes. with the spirit so that then you're praying in line with God. And then it it actually has a way of outworking in yep. the natural. Yep. And but it's the power. And in Acts 1 8, it's, you know, and you will receive power when mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses, right? Yeah. So it's a boldness. And that Power in the Greek is dunamis, which means dynamite. And it means, you know, when dynamite gets Feels detonated, like it's explosive. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot of conservatives don't like because there is a bit of mess that comes yeah, with, with an explosion. Ex- right. But it's effective. But it's effective. It's effective. And it's not that you're trying to bring everything down. No. But it's you're igniting something. Some things you're trying to take down. Well, lots of yes, things I'm trying to take down. Actually. You know, <laughs> I'm like, let's go. You know, you don't want to be a destructor of the good things. Yes. You want to be a destroyer of the enemy and the, and that territory. Right. But as Christians, we're just too weak. Mm. Knowledge and, and theology is, is, is good, but it's not the thing that totally, totally brings that. It doesn't bring transformation. It It doesn't. Because I knew a lot. Yes. I studied my scriptures. I studied all things. I knew when someone told me to pray in the spirit, I knew what verses to quote back to them. You know what we were saying. And I, but as soon as my eyes were opened, there's like, no, I'll read scripture and be like, how did I miss this? Like, as soon as your eyes are open to the spirit. He's everywhere. He's all over scripture. Right. Jesus. Because it's God breathed. Yeah. It was the Holy Spirit that But my the eyes book. and ears were so closed. Yes. Not that I don't think Holy Spirit led my life or I prayed and I, I believe that was effective, but it was almost like my, my authority couldn't go beyond my own life. That's right. Like I had submitted and let God make decisions, determine my steps. And that was the extent of my like Christian yeah. life. Yeah. And then as soon as Holy Spirit filled our lives yeah. we became effective outside of our own lives that's in right. like praying for other people and seeing other things that's right seeing healing. people get healed oh my gosh yeah. and like even what you did like words of knowledge understanding yes. i always had prophetic dreams yes as a kid i would have nightmares and yeah. i've figured out eventually yes. what that means you know yeah and so it's not like holy spirit wasn't communicating i think a lot of people are like well i have holy spirit i have and that's true yeah. that is true like yeah. but if you want him to outwardly work through your That's life, right. you just, uh, it's not that hard to be like, Holy Spirit, fill me, baptize That's right. me. That's right. Let's go, you That's know? Right. And, and so that's what we did. And we were at church yeah. and we had just gone through a chemical pregnancy, which you didn't yes. know. No. Nobody knew. Um, and I was very heavy in service yeah. and very sad. I think it was like a week or two. It might've been the first time we were back in church after because we traveled in the midst of all that. Yeah. And um, I remember being in worship and Holy Spirit was just like, you have to choose to worship me right now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I choose you and I'm, I choose you. And the heaviness lifted and all of that. And you got on stage and you're like, Holy Spirit just told me that some of you are choosing 
to worship. Wow. And verbatim, what had just happened, like this is what Holy Spirit does. Mm -hmm. He communicates. And I just love being in a church that you're like, is he going to say something to me today? (laughs) You know, is he going to go off script? I love when everyone goes off script. Like I had something prepared today, but, um, and you said that and, and then you got distracted and looked to the side and saw us. Yeah. And you're like, hi, Ross and Kylie. That's my impression of your accent. (laughs) You're like, good to see you guys. You know? And I was like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. hi, everybody. Um, And then you went straight back to what you were saying. And you were like, when I was barren and unable to conceive, you were like, I didn't walk around like, woe is me. You went straight into that. And you were like, I didn't walk around as woe is me. I chose to worship in my pain and I chose to worship. And it rocked me, rocked me. And I think we got pregnant with Remington like two weeks later, maybe because you prayed over all of us. Yes. And like, that is what we're talking about. It's not, it is not be weird in a grocery store, walking up to strangers, shundabubbing around. You're like, no, no. It's like, it's, it's Holy Spirit wants to move and do a thing and equip us and fill us. And when I'm anxious, the only thing that lifts that spirit of heaviness and anxiety, A is worship. And B is praying in the spirit. Absolutely. Because I, I don't even know what to say. And that's what, how it's explained like groanings beyond words and that when you don't have words and you're hurting and you're anxious and you're depressed, like that is the only thing that lifts me up. And a lot of people look at our lives and be like, Oh my gosh, you guys are so happy all the time. Like real stuff happens to us too. Like we're people of course. And, and there's a lot at stake sometimes. And we have 30 employees or whatever it is, 20 employees. Yes. We take care of So when like the whole world shuts down, that's very yes anxiety ridden. Yes. So like, how am I going to provide for my people? Absolutely. He taught us that he's their provider and not us. So exactly. we had a great lesson in 2020. Exactly. He showed up and provided for our people and, yes. and for us. Yes. And it was beautiful. But yep. that revelation that he just shows up and he will speak and he still yes. moves. And he, at what point do people think like we don't need him here anymore? Like, I don't, I just understand. It's a sad life. Honestly, I think it's why the world is so, so broken. So heavy because we've got access to something that's, that's actually, but I look at my life and I, I I am completely free and completely alive. Yeah. Does not mean I'm void of adversity and issue problems that come towards us. But it doesn't take me out. Yeah. And I have a lot to carry. Yeah, you do. But that's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives you the empowering grace to live yeah. like we should be. And yeah. this is why Jesus could walk through life. It's why he could be crucified, a very cruel death, and do it with grace and tenacity and fulfillment because he had the Holy Spirit with yeah. him. And I think if we could get through life, I think it would eliminate so much anxiety because it doesn't mean... We never get anxious. Right. The Bible is yes. thoroughly very apt in telling us be anxious for nothing. So he's like often he'll say about, yeah, you're going to be anxious. But but when you do, I've got the key for you. I've got answers yep. for you. So we could have a lot more of a peaceful world or a less depressed world, less you know, self-harmful world if we understood the power of the Holy Spirit that empowers yeah. us to live. Oh, it's so good. I'm just so glad that everyone gets to hear from you on this because you truly have a gift and an anointing to like bring this to the masses. And I love getting to watch that. 
I just love you. But I would love for you to pray Absolutely. over all of our listeners. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, it's been so good to be here. But I just I honestly thank you, Kaylee. And oh. I love your voice in this hour. And um, so we're just going to pray for all of you listening today. Father, you are our Father uh, who are in heaven. And we just praise your name. Mm. God, you're good, even when our circumstances aren't very good. And God, I just pray that this conversation lit a small spark of a fire to inquire more about you, maybe about the Holy Spirit. God, I pray for everybody listening that just felt like something came alive in them, that something resonated, like what was that that I just was drawn to? That's the Holy Spirit in you. We're all created spirit beings. So I just pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal himself to you today. I pray that if you're going through something that's heavy and it's a burden or it feels just completely overwhelmed by, I pray that the Holy Spirit right now would just cover you with his love. And I pray that as you devour the scriptures or maybe search the scriptures, that it would illuminate life to you. I pray for every single person who needs a breakthrough today, that you would come and meet them through a surprise, through maybe somebody's voice or somebody's text or just something that would take notice that you were intentional to meet them where they're at. So God, I just pray your absolute blessing because you are a good God and we honor you and love you. And we thank you for this conversation. In thank Jesus you, name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, I just love you. Thanks I for being you. here. This was so much fun. We could talk for hours. Hours, honestly. Hey, I'll probably have more seasons. So this is just Alex Seeley part one. Okay. We got a lot of things to talk about. So next week, we have my friend and one of my favorite voices on the planet, Miss Carrie Job, coming to be on the podcast. She is a worshiper on and off the stage, and I cannot wait for y'all to get to know her. 